Good morning, and my name is Sierra, the host of your new favorite podcast, The Local Woman. Uh, welcome back. We're excited to have you listening. We hope you're following us on all our social media, as far as our Facebook and our Instagram, at The Local Woman. And we're excited about this week's episode, because this week, we're taking a bit of a detour. Traditionally, you all are used to listening us to us talk here on The Local Woman about women in business, about women who are uh, specifically have a specific business that we're sharing with you on our platform. However, today we're talking about one of our first women's issues that we'll be covering on the podcast, and that is, of course, women's health. And our um, and our guest for the day is Miss Mervay Grant. Say hello to everybody. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. And I was so excited when you reached out uh, to discuss the topic of women's health, because as we're going into the new year, people are making those resolutions. We talked about that a little bit in our episode with Kara. But when you're making those resolutions and talking about making action, actionable goals, these are some of the things that you can kind of get a hold of to take control of your health. Um right. However, you are in the field of laboratory science. Would you tell us a little bit about your background in in medicine so far? Uh, I work in the laboratory. I'm a medical technologist, or they call us clinical scientists also. So um, I guess the best example would be like whenever you go to your doctor, have you ever wondered like where your blood goes whenever they draw it or where your urine sample goes? It comes to me so I can <laughs> look at it. And then interpret it for the doctor, and then your doctor can um, decide on whatever that needs to be done. Well, you've mentioned blood samples and urine samples, but what type of testing are you traditionally, um, uh, I guess, running results for? What type of testing do you have experience doing? Or, um, I guess pretty much everything. Okay. And a good example will be, for example, if you have anemia. Okay. I'm the one that's going to run those tests and figure out what's going on with you. And then as far as like the blood count, like the shapes of, shapes of your cells, and then I will convey that to the doctor, and then the doctor can make a diagnosis. Right. Um, another example is like cancers. Um, certain type of cancers, like your um, bone marrow will spit out certain cells, and then from those cells, then I can tell like what kind of, I mean, what what kind of um, leukemia you have or stuff like that. So it's through working in the field of laboratory science that you started to get interested more in women's health by doing these various tests. So um, in this field, I know you've, of course, been probably working a lot with uh, COVID testing and things like that. Can you share a little bit about your experience uh, working, uh, I guess, in this changing landscape of healthcare? Uh it's been exciting. Mm. Uh, I think that's weird to say, <laughs> but uh, it's it, it's been an exciting thing to be part of um, because the testing development was very fast, and I kind of like was there to see it unfold before my eyes. So um, it's, it's it's exciting to learn something new, and also to kind of figure out the behavior of COVID-19. Yes. Um, it's, it's one of the weird, it's a weird virus. And um, just being there to see it like unfold, like how we discovered it and how we're starting to like treat people. And now we have a vaccine. So that's pretty exciting to like be there, kind of like be part of that. 
Well, are there? I know that there are people listening now who are thinking about the vaccine, who are thinking about getting the vaccine. Of course, you cannot give any specific medical advice here on the show. Uh, but, right. you know, if you want to try and alleviate people, some of people's concerns about the vaccine or anything like that, I'd love to give you an opportunity to do that now as well. I know when it comes out, I personally plan on taking it. But I know when I spoke with you, you had a similar feeling as well. Can you help alleviate any concerns people may have? Uh, people have a lot of concern because it was, it, it's fact, but, um, what I can tell people is to go discuss with, with your doctor and then your doctor can recommend like what's best for you. But as far as me being part of the science, science community, this is pretty exciting and it's pretty, um, important that we could like today in age, we can find a vaccine that can protect all of us really quickly. It's really, it's, it's an exciting time to be in science. <laughs> Absolutely. And I mean, uh, uh, certainly uh, kind of going back to what you were saying before, you know, you've been there through the entire, the entirety of this process when there was no right. vaccine, when you all were trying to do tracing and various things like that to kind of control the virus. And now to the point where they do have a vaccine and they're uh, deciding where to start. Have you actually had the opportunity to get the vaccine yet? I have not yet, but, uh, they've started giving it at my workplace, great, great. and but I'm out right now on medical leave, so as sure. soon as I go back, get it. Wonderful, wonderful. And I, I know I've seen online at least two other doctors that I know um, at Navicent as well have gone about uh, to get that test. So I think that is wonderful. But I also want to ask you a little bit about how things have been going um, in the Congo. Um, as many people probably, as some people may know who know you and those who don't, um, although she is a local woman to Macon now, before she was a local woman here, she was a local woman in the Congo. So I'd love for you to tell <laughs> us about a little bit about that, but also how they are reacting to COVID-19 at this time? Um, my fam- Most of my family still live there. So as far as um, the lockdowns and the vaccine, they have not gotten it yet, mm-hmm. or they haven't started giving it to the general public. Sure. But they contained it pretty well. As far as um, the lockdown, they, they took that pretty seriously. And then, but then uh, a question that came to my mind was they didn't have a lot of testing like we do. Yes. So um, there's really no way of me telling you that, you know, it's better for them or it's bad. So um, the testing was more more difficult to get to them than it was. But I can speak, like, as far as my family, everybody's safe and everybody's okay. Wonderful. Well, I'm glad to hear that as well. And um, I'm also glad to hear there is testing happening and hopefully there will be a vaccine there soon as well. Right. Great. Well, as we're um, kind of getting into our topic for the day, which is women's health, I did want to give people a little bit about your background in medicine and uh, the time you've spent and why you are passionate about this work. Uh, But now we're I would love to jump into our topic today and talk about, you know, what are some of the important tests that you recommend women prioritize as far as their health? Uh, I recommend that you go see your doctor at least once a year. Uh, especially of like when you're a childbearing age, you want to go and like see a doctor and like kind of like get, be in tune with your body. Mm-hmm. Um, there is so much that happens 
uh, in our bodies, especially when, like, you know, the hormones are changing and all that good stuff. So the most important test that I would I would say that these are really important will be your pap smear. Like, go to your doctor and get those, those done, and then get a checkup. There is mammograms. You can get your blood glucose checked. You can get your colon cancer checked, your cholesterol. There is an array of them. But at least check in with your doctor like once a year. But I understand that some people don't have insurance or they're worried that it costs too much. We have big hospitals here. They have free events all the time where you can sign up and get like a free mammogram or uh, get a checkup. Um, they have fairs, stuff like that. And like if you've ever been in the hospital, they give you um, like a portal where you can sign in so you can see your test results. Oh, but also on those websites, you can also see free events that the hospital has. And it's all about, you know, taking care of your health. Great. And I do know here we also have the Macon Volunteer Clinic right. as a place where right. people can go as a resource. I believe uh, Mercer Medical School also offers mm-hmm. either free or discounted services as well. Right. Um, and I actually love that you mentioned that we have so many large hospitals here. We have a number, all uh, majority of our hospital hospitals here in, I believe in our area, I'd say they've won some type of award. I know that Navicent is big as far as their cardiac uh, responses and their center. And I believe that uh, the Coliseum, their big focus is strokes. Right. Yes. And so, you know, uh, each of those hospitals with them being hospitals that have focuses um, both on cardiac uh, conditions and also I guess, uh, things that occur as far as surrounding strokes, then each of those probably have events where they focus on those things. So you can reach out to those hospitals and find out a little bit more about their calendar. With it being the beginning of the year, they're likely updating that calendar. So maybe we can, you know, they can, people can slip on in and actually get some of that testing done. Absolutely. And your doctor is a great resource. Ask questions. Yes, yes. Like, ask them questions because they have, like, things that they have to do, like, pro bono. So you ask them, they have they have lists of resources that would be helpful to you. Well, I know a lot of uh, you hear often about um, studies that have been done, especially about black women not receiving the services that they need from their doctor. What if you're in a situation where you're talking to your doctor and you feel as though they're not hearing you or they're not really um, you don't believe that the that they're pushing you in the right direction based on your concerns. What are some things that uh, a patient can do to empower themselves um, in those situations? Okay, so in those situations, if you have insurance, there is this thing, it's called, I guess you wouldn't know unless you've ever had to deal with it. There is a case manager with your insurance. This is a free service that most insurance offer. They have a nurse whose job is to answer your questions and, like, your concerns that you have. Or you can even generate, like, a list of questions to ask your doctor. Wow. And then they also give you, um, like, the opportunity to go maybe and have a second opinion. Don't, don't right. ever, like, feel like it's bad to go get a second opinion from another doctor. Certainly. Because um, with your doctor, like, you kind of want to have trust with them. And, like... I mean, it is a business. Medicine is a business, but you're you're important, you know. <laughs> so if you want a second opinion, you can always ask for another doctor. And I, I prefer to go to doctors who work in like groups, 
Mm-hmm. So then that way they have their colleagues, colleagues that they can offer you to ask like questions and like see what, whatever concerns that you have. And if that doesn't make you feel comfortable, you can call the uh, case manager at your insurance company and they can help. And I... then for people who like do not have like insurance and stuff like that, the public health is a great resource. Like it's it's a great resource. They have all. Kinds and when of- you say the public health, you mean like the public health department um, downtown? Right. Great. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a, they have a website where you can go, and like there is there's all kinds of stuff that you can ask um, about your health, especially with like you know women's health. That's which is what I'm more um, like interested in. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm interested in all medicine, but women's health. Especially in the Congo, over the lack thereof, it's just like gets me fired up because I want to make it better. Absolutely. Well, I'd love to hear more about uh, some of the concerns that you even have about women in the Congo that that makes you so passionate about the topic now. Uh, What are some of, uh, I guess, the concerns that you have about uh, the health care regarding women from home? And, of course, if you feel that there's some medical advances that have been positive as well, I'd love for you to share those as well. Okay, well, as far as here, I wish that they had, they offered, like, an ultrasound for, all, like, for a women's checkup, checkup, like, whenever you go to your doctor for, like, your pap smear. And that's right here in Macon, in, in like, here you're wishing that they offered that. Right, like, here, yeah, here I wish that they would have, like, an ultrasound, and I say that because I was 33 when I, um got diagnosed with uterine uh, fibroids. Mm. Uh, if you don't know what those are, there's just an overgrowth of cells. They can grow in your breast or in your uterus or anywhere in your body. Yes. Mine grew in my uterus, and the biggest one was 8 meters. I had no wow. symptoms. So without an ultrasound, my doctor will never know like what's going on inside. Certainly. My pap smears, I've never had an abnormal pap smear. Um I've never, like, I, I didn't have the symptoms that comes with fibroids until I had a miscarriage. And then when they did the ultrasound, they're like, oh, you got company in here. Wow. So. And so had um, you not gone through that traumatic experience, you actually wouldn't have known about I this. I would have known that yes. And it may have actually, you know. Growth. If uh, if doctors know about those things or if, if women are empowered to know about those things ahead of time, they can prevent those things from happening. Right. Right. Like, I, I, I'm all about preventative medicine. Yes, yes. I think you can prevent things from happening. And I understand, like, miscarriages are very common. Um, and it's just, like, things that we need to, like, talk about opening. Yes, absolutely. You know, it's like, yeah, and it helps, like, with women with, like, the breathing process and all that. And, well, and out, I like, know that some hospitals do. even provide for women right. after you've gone mm-hmm. through um, a, a tragic event such as a uh, miscarriage. They actually provide you with uh, some mental Absolutely. health services. Yes. So. yes, they do provide that. So it's like, it's like those topics like that, it's like, it's, those are the things that I want to, like, you know, be able to talk about openly. Yes. So you know that there is help. You can reach out to your doctor, your friends, or whatever. You don't have to go through that all alone. And then I know, um, like, fibroids don't generally cause miscarriages, mm-hmm. but mine just happened. It could have been, it was just, there's no explanation. True. And most of miscarriages. It's potentially a contributing with, factor. Right. With the, yeah, it's a contributing factor. That's right. So, with, like, miscarriages that happen in the first 
trimester, um, there's like there's really no explanation to most of them, but it's like the things that were growing in there. I didn't have any symptoms or stuff like that, but knowing would have been better. Absolutely. Then I would have like you know taken um, steps to either have. There's a bunch of um, therapies that your doctor can provide can uh, provide for you. So I would have dealt with that if I had known. Um, so going to the Congo, my biggest, I guess, goal in life before I leave this earth, I have to try and make healthcare for women better as far as checkups, a yearly checkup, and then just teach women how to take care of their bodies, like pre-pregnancy, um, during pregnancy and post-pregnancy. Yes. I feel like it's healthcare as far as the Congo goes is bad. Like the, I'm just going to put it that way. Sure. And my goal in life, although I'm an American now and I live here, it's just like a part of me that I just kind of like, it's kind of like my heart beats for that. And Absolutely. I'm like trying to figure out ways to make their healthcare a little bit better. Well, you know, it's even though you're now a local woman to Macon, where you first started being a local woman was there. That's where right. the things that empower you to be who you are today, that's where you got your roots, shall you say. Exactly. So, you know, I, I, I always think those things are important. And I mean, uh, it's likely because you saw and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm assuming it's likely because you did see the need for improved health care there that you likely pursued a career in health care here. Absolutely. Great. And I know that uh, this is, um, uh, I'm not sure if people know this, but I guess I will share this with them. They, uh, uh, that Miss Grant is married to a Mr. Grant, Mr. Robert Grant. And, um, you know, he's incredibly, um, uh, gosh, he's industrious in so many ways. He has so many businesses that he's always working on. So Make I'm certain sure that he, I know. <laughs> he's always working on something uh, and oh just God. driving you crazy, I'm sure, over there sometimes. But I do believe that you all are, are of great support to one another in that in that in that right because I've heard you all talking about different ideas that you all have to maybe take back to the Congo to try and improve these things. Absolutely. So I think that that's amazing. And um, I love that you're sharing your passion both here and there uh, to improve women's health. And thank you. I also love that you're sharing this with us here today. And thank you so much for sharing with us about what you went through as far as finding out about your uterine fibroids and giving women different ideas um, in that case as well. Uh, But if some women are interested in kind of getting into this field and um, maybe getting into the field of healthcare as far as laboratory science, what are some advice you would wa- want to give them for women pursuing this career? Uh, there is various schools around here uh, you can reach out to. There is a associate degree and then there is a uh, bachelor's degree. Yes. Um, it, the, I went through the four-year program at Armstrong, which is now Georgia Southern. Yes, yes. You just take your science classes and then meet with an advisor. And then also you can always... Um, reach out to the school and then see if you can shadow somebody because like those schools have the resources to like put you in touch with like a for- like a former student who's like now working in the laboratory sure and then hospitals also you can um reach out to them and see if you want to shadow somebody and then see what they actually do all day before you start 
Uh, so yeah, stuff like that are always available to anybody. And do they actually offer that at uh, the facility that you work at? If someone wanted to come and maybe bring their their uh, daughter or their son uh, who may be interested in the field of medicine, whether it be laboratory science yeah. or anything, can they come and mm-hmm. ask for a walk around? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. great. I mean, right now the restrictions are so uh, high as far Absolutely. as COVID-19. But yes, you, if you reach out to the hospital, like the volunteer website, uh, you can ask uh, to come and visit. Like you can come and um, shadow the laboratory or like nursing or the doctors. Yeah. Definitely, we have those programs. Well, I, I just love that you've shared that because with so many people going towards homeschooling, they're looking for various ways to still provide their students with a hands-on education um, that they were mm-hmm. able to get at school from home. And this really provides right. a great connection for, between the community and the hospitals and the people who serve the community. Absolutely. I love that. And as shadowing programs are always the best, I think, um, for a child to be able to get in there and see someone saving lives at an early age, it can really be encouraging. Exactly. Great. I love it. I didn't, I didn't know. I wonder if they'll give me as an adult a walk around. I just want to know. I just like. Yeah. Absolutely. We can kind of go and see what's going on before you get into it. Sure. Well, you know, I always, and you can correct me, because this is, I think, where so many people, like you watch, like, let's just say you watch CSI all the time, so you think you know what you're doing, <laughs> you know, if, if something were to happen, you watch Grey's Anatomy all the time, so you're like, clearly, I'm a medical doctor, but yeah. I always wondered if you could actually go in and actually sit and watch a, um, maybe a surgery, are you allowed to do those Oh, yeah, things? absolutely. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm, uh, I'm about to get on the site, I'm about to sign up to yeah, watch something. Yeah, both big hospitals, uh, Navicent and Coliseum, are both teaching hospitals. So we have people coming in and out all the time to come and like watch surgeries and watch an autopsy. I got to watch an autopsy one time. Wow. So it's it's very boring. But <laughs> oh well, on me, I'm like, oh, that sounds really cool. <laughs> well, I'm, but I mean, that's that's but, cool though. I mean, to give people an opportunity yeah. in the community and what great resources we have right here in our community. We have. Two exactly. teaching and hospitals, and it's encouraged that you go and like see, um, and check it out before you get into it. Yes, well, I appreciate all the advice you've given today. But before we switch into the local things, I definitely want to ask you: What is a common myth about women's health that you wanted to debunk today? Um. So I am I'm one of those people that take mental health very seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like just as, as good as we want to take care of our bodies physically, our mental health is just as important. So another thing that I hold close to my heart, and I know I don't have children, um, like real children, but I have four-legged ones. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it's like the baby blues, like when like postpartum depression. Yes. Um, it's, it's like... That's like a neat a myth. For me, it's like, oh, I just had a baby, but I feel down. Um, it's like the the feeling like you're alone and like um, that that you're feeling sad. It's making you a bad mother or like a neglectful mother. That shouldn't be a thing. You shouldn't feel that way. Yes. Like you need to reach out. Like and and you can also reach out to your OBGYN. You can reach out to your friends. You don't have to go through all those things by yourself. It's an illness. 
and there is treatment for it. So that's like the biggest myth. It's like, oh, I'm, I just had a baby, so I'm feeling sad. So this means I'm a bad mother. You're not a bad mother. There is help for you out there, and you need to reach out and get get it taken care of. And it's not like it's not something that you should be ashamed of. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you for sharing that with uh, women who may be listening to the show, uh, with women who are currently pregnant and may find themselves in that situation. We certainly want to you to reach out. Again, she's uh, suggested during the show that you reach out to your doctor. And if you do not have a doctor, uh, or excuse me, if you do, uh, well, I guess every woman who just had a baby would have a doctor. But if you're looking for, um, uh, excuse me, if you're looking for mental health assistance, we actually have some right here in Macon through River's Edge. Um, and if you don't have insurance coverage, you can get assistance there as well. Uh, but if you do have insurance coverage, they also have some assistance for you. And I believe they can assist you with your medications, um, and different things like that as well. And I know, uh, at loaves and fishes, uh, ministry, they also do medications, uh, there as well. Um, so different things like that, that can help you in the community. So we truly do have a lot of resources here, right here in Macon, Georgia, to help with, uh, women's health as you're going into the new year we really want you to prioritize those things and that's why I thought it so important to have you on the show today um uh, Merve I really wanted to have you on the show for this reason when you reached out to me going into the new year people are setting those goals like I said we talked about that before but uh sometimes you feel stuck and you're not sure where to start this gives you a place to start yeah Great. Well, of course, since you're on the local woman, I've got to ask you about some things local, like what your favorite eatery is here in town. Uh, gosh, I am not very picky as far as food, mm-hmm. but I do eat at Parish a lot. Oh, I like it. It's my favorite spot. Yes. And Parish is, of <laughs> course, a woman-owned business. Right. Yes, and Miss so, Chrissy owns that as well. Right. <laughs> wonderful. What is Chrissy's last name? Uh, Eisner. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Well, we certainly want to be sure to shout her out on the show as well as a, a woman-led business on a show about women. Uh, we always want to encourage people to frequent spots in town that where you are supporting right. women and supporting local, whether it be a woman or a man-owned location. We want you to support local. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and as far as your favorite local shop or boutique, have you checked out any that you thought were kind of cool? Is there a place you love to hang, hang out here in Macon? I'm not a big shopper. Mm. I'm not really a big shopper, but uh, I try. I get most of the stuff that I need from online. I'm ashamed to say that. You're okay. Well, no, you but... don't have to say that. I mean, you don't have to be embarrassed <laughs> about that because what you are doing is. Being sure to keep everybody safe. You are working in a very COVID intense environment. And so what you are doing is keeping everybody safe by staying home. Exactly. Yeah. So I understand. We appreciate that. (laughs) We appreciate it. No. Yep. You stay home until everything to you, at least till you get that vaccine. Right. Exactly. Like you want to go get your necessary stuff (laughs) and then you want to, you want to protect others. 
Absolutely. And, um, yeah, practice your hand and all that. <laughs> However, I know from, you know, just from knowing you and Robert that you all are constantly involved locally. And in every uh, entity possible, you all find yourselves being involved locally. And especially with Robert uh, leading the way over there at Spark Macon now, um, you know, I, I see you all doing a lot over there. So I'm, <laughs> I'm incredibly proud of you. <laughs> yes, I was about to say, I know you stay busy. And honestly, I'm sure it's just uh, trying to uh, keep things afloat there at the hospital and keep, you know, the things that you all are trying to do for the community afloat. I know you stay busy. So we appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. We try. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, I will ask you if you could step into my shoes, what would you have asked you today that I didn't? Or what's a topic that you want to make sure that you share with women today uh, before we close out our show? I think we covered pretty much what I'm kind of up to and like what it means to me to be a clinical scientist. Great. Or great. a medical psychologist, that some people call us that. <laughs> So I think I kind of shared everything that I wanted to share. Wonderful. Well, I am so appreciative. Oh, well, I appreciate you for being on the show. And I truly hope that uh, there's a young lady out there listening who's thinking about a field in uh, medical science who heard this and was encouraged by it because I was encouraged listening to it. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. Okay. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, thank you all so much for listening to The Local Woman. Um, I loved having Merve on the show today to talk about women's health. As we're going into the new year, we certainly want you to start prioritizing yourself. Um, I want you to stop thinking it's selfish to move forward and to make decisions in your life. And I want you to start taking control. Um, That's coming straight from me to you going into the new year. Happy New Year to you all. And I hope uh, that you've truly enjoyed this holiday season, even though we've had to do a little social distancing and things may have changed. Um, I appreciate you for letting us into your hearts here at The Local Woman uh, this year. And we're so excited for what 2021 will bring. I wish you a happy new year to you, to your family. And uh, see you later from The Local Woman.